We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Knicks lose. Uh, exciting game. Interesting game. Game that's certainly going to give us a lot to talk about um, as Kemba Walker is still, you know, saying his saying his hellos, saying his whatevers to all the people on the Celtics. Um, obviously, this was a emotional game for, for Walker. Um, emotional game, apparently, for Evan Fournier as well, going back home. Um There's going to be a lot of lot of conversation after this one um, about a lot of things. Most prominently, the decision of uh, Tom Thibodeau to stick Kemba Walker on the bench for the last nine games. Um, and Kemba Walker obviously coming into Boston tonight and giving forth his best game of the season, um, largely running the offense. Uh in the first half for, for stretches, but also um, certainly there in the third quarter when he scored 17 points and looked like the Kemba Walker of old. Um, there's going to be talk about Evan Fournier, two games against Boston this year, easily his two guess, best games against uh, the team that traded for him and then essentially decided that they didn't want to uh, go into the tax to, to pay him this summer. Um. Also some great defense from Evan Fournier, um, or at least for good defense. Better defense than we've seen in a very long time. And better defense, I think, on by and large, from most Knicks in the second half, especially to come out there in the third quarter. That's what really turned the game around. It's what, them got, what got them back into the game, even aside from all the uh, offensive exploits. And then, as I see Forgotten NYC with uh, – uh, not our first Super Chat comment, but uh, I'll, I'll get back to the, the one from Ryan above. Forgotten NYC, I don't want Julius on my basketball team anymore. You know, it was tough to watch tonight. Um, yeah, and Jeremy E here. Kemba and Fournier helped their trade values tonight. Nice. Unfortunately, we have a nine-figure problem. Obviously, Julius Randle just signed for over $100 million this, this offseason. Uh, so let me just read Julius Randle's stat line. Six for 19 overall. One for seven from from three, uh, nine rebounds, seven assists, four turnovers, twenty points. Um, 
you can have that stat line and have a really strong game. Um, certainly, he did not have a strong game. He had a he had a he had a poor game, and I'm not just talking about the fact, as Wally alluded to, um, and and I think Mike Breen earlier in the game, he just has no confidence right now from long range, or his confidence goes in and out because he sure looks like he has confidence uh, sometimes when he's shooting it from from deep. Um, made made five threes in the second half versus uh, whoever the hell they played the other night um, when it was too little, too late, but. The thing that stood out for me with Randall for this game and what has stood out now for Randall really all season long has been um, his, I mean, it's, I'm not even going to call it inconsistent defense. I, I, it's, it's just, there is a lack of uh, competitive spirit, lack of fire to his defensive performance this year. And he has moments where he'll, he'll hit the boards hard and he will, um, you know, make a nice contest at the rim. He had one in this game, and then I think it was an offensive rebound and got put back up. But it's just not – it's not consistent enough. And, and what really stood out to me about the first – and I don't – by the way, I don't want to single out Randall because I thought Alec Burks also had a rough game. So he tried hard on defense, but just, you know, Burks – but that's different, though. Burks has been having – he has – he goes through stretches of the season where he looks like a little bit of a space cadet. Um, he's in one of those stretches now. I'm not going to shit on Alec Burks, but he didn't have a great game. But for for Randall, it's a little different, you know, because they're they're down. Obviously, uh, I, I'm burying the lead. The Knicks didn't have six players for health and pro, uh, health and safety protocols tonight. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, it's uh, it was Bar- Barrett, Obi, Quickly, Grimes, Knox, and uh, Deuce McBride. So basically, all the guys that make us feel good about watching this team this year. Um, and, uh, they also missing Derek Rose with a bum, a bum ankle. Um, and I, I, I kind of hoped for slash expected, probably hoped for is the better word, uh, that, that we would see right out of the gate an inspired effort an inspired, whatever you want to call it on, on defense, on the defensive end. And we didn't get that. And why does why does why does Julius get tagged with with that after this game when it wasn't just him? I, I would say the whole starting starting unit really didn't give any kind of a great effort on defense. Um, why do why does he get tagged with it? Because he's the leader. He's the leader of the team. You know, as the comment just said, it's a nine figure problem because he's making over a hundred million dollars. Um, and then. When you combine that with an offensive game this year, that is just, I mean, let's just say it. He's the least, he is the least efficient, truly high usage player in the league. Um, And there are all kinds of numbers to back that up. Um, Actually, let me rephrase that. There are probably some, like, I'm talking about the guys that are in, like, the top 30, 40 in usage rate who actually play big minutes. There are guys who probably have worse um, efficiencies in terms of just effective field goal percentage. But what what struck me, and I was thinking about it today, what struck me is I was watching Randall in this game. And sure enough, and again, game to game plus minus is like, you know, whatever. Um but you go, you go 
game by game by game play really any minutes without Julius Randle. But every Nick has a guy or two guys, or in Obi Toppin's t- case, 10 guys, that they're a really significant positive. They're a big plus with when they play with these two, three, four, however many guys. For the bench guys, it's more. For the starters, it's less. Except except Julius Randle. Julius Randle is one guy that when he plays with them, it's a significant positive for the plus minus. And who is that? Who do you think? Obi Toppin. Everybody else. The next best guy he has, next best rotation player he has in terms of plus minus when he plays with that guy, Rose. And it's like a negative, uh, it's like just under the median. It's like right around zero, you know. Um, And it's just because when he's on the floor, it's usually Randall Ball. And Randall Ball worked great last year, and Randall Ball is not working great this year, and we have played 30 games. It's 30 games worth of, let's see if we could run Randall Ball back with these extra pieces, these additional pieces to make Randall ball easier for, for the aforementioned Julius Randall. It's not happening. Um, Turn on my light for a second so I can, there we go. Um, It's not happening. And on nights like this, where it seemed like every time he got the ball, it was, Slow, not every time. There were some times, I want to acknowledge, a couple of nice drives there in the second half. A couple of nice drawing doubles, kickouts. Alec Burks, he found Alec Burks in the corner. That was all Julius Randle drawing attention. So I don't want to act like he doesn't do anything positive, because he does. He's doing positive things every game. But in comparison to last year, there is no comparison. Um, and, and I know I should be really spending more time talking about Kemba and, and Evan. They had fantastic games, and that is a big positive, whether it's for trade value, whether it's for what's best for this team moving forward. We could talk about Tibbs and what you know whether that decision was right or wrong. I, I didn't disagree with that at the time. Most people didn't disagree with that at the time. The numbers were what the numbers were. Um, I know we were all excited after that Hawks game. I remember that. Um, you know, there were – very real advanced numbers reasons to do the move bench bench Kemba. There were um, very real individual numbers to do the move, Uh, you know, Walker going into the tank and and really going into a pretty bad slump after those first six games of the season. Like there were a lot of reasons for it, but again, ultimately it all comes back to Randall because even Walker's struggles, it was more than anything. It was, Julius and Walker inability to play together, their inability to play together that it comes back to. It's not like during those first 15 games or even those, the last uh, nine that, that Walker started, I think it's been, no, it's more than that. Sorry. It's like 14, 13, 14. I lose track easily. Um, It's not like, Oh, you know, Julius is doing pretty good. If you just had some more help, it wasn't that it was all of these guys were struggling and, you know, what are you going to do? You bench Randall? No. You're going to bench the guy that you just gave uh, three three fully guaranteed years to, making $18 million a year? You, no. You're going to bench the former number third pick, three overall pick in the draft? No. You're going to bench Kevin Walker. And it made sense on defense, and he had been struggling individually. So, again, there's logic to it. Did it work? No. Does the decision look potentially questionable at this point? Yeah, it does. But when you go back – and again, I don't want to make too much of this. It's one game. It was in Boston. He had the energy flow and the whole thing. 
But at the same time, like you saw, as we did at other points in time this season, the Charlotte game, when he again went home, a um, couple other moments, when you put the ball in Walker's hands and he gets to run the show, is it going to be perfect? No, it's not going to be perfect. He's not the all-star he once was. But it's an interesting look. It's a different look. And it's a look that – and this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'll go to some other of the Super Chats. Ryan, I didn't forget about you. Um, it, it's impossible to watch a game like this and not at least wonder, or I, for me, I wondered, and I'll admit it. I don't know if anybody else will say it. Like, what would a team look like? What would this team look like with just all of these dynamic guards that they have? Obviously, a bunch of them are out right now. But you got Walker. You got Rose. You got, you know, quickly – you got McBride now. Um, you know, you got Burks when he's going right. All of these guards who could put the ball on the floor and, and, and fucking Fournier. What would the ball look like if, you know, if, if all of these guards had the ball in their hands more and you just played off of all of them and it was constantly the role of the bigs on this team was just dive, catch lobs, um, you know, and that was it. And you, and you had, you know, whether, whether it's uh, just a stretch four or uh, out there instead, it, it, it begs, is it a contender? No, of course not. Is that, that team's not a contender. That team, you know, maybe is a lower rung playoff team. Maybe it's a play-in team. I don't know, but it'd probably be more fun to watch than what we watch oftentimes with, uh, you know, when Randall gets his, gets his moments. Cause again, is it fucking make or miss league? Made these shots last year. He's not making them this year. 30 games in, and it, it takes a toll on the rest of his game. And uh, it's frustrating to watch. And I'm not going to, you know, I've gotten on here a lot of nights and, and defended him because of what he earned last year. And uh, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on that. Or is that it's probably the wrong legal term. My lawyer friends will get mad at me for that one. Um, but it just, you know, how, how long – how long do we consider last year when we're assessing this year? I don't know, but it's starting to get very frustrating. That's all. Um, so Ryan, our first super chat, uh, lots of guys taking advantage of opportunities and extended minutes last few games, just like last year's Knicks. Got to be happy with that. Um, yeah. I mean, there's definitely stuff to be happy with in this game, you know, but I'm not going to be like, they would have won this game if they had another guy or two, because Boston was missing a bunch of guys too. They had, I think Boston had more of their important guys than we had of our important guys. But again, what does that speak to this Knicks team? They had their, on opening night, starting point guard, starting shooting guard, starting power forward. They had all of their centers and they had Alec Burks, who's supposed to be their, you know, seventh man. So yeah, they were down guys, but Boston was down guys too. I'm not, that's not, that's not an excuse. And it's certainly not an excuse for how they came out um, to open the game um, with, with just, Again, against a team that played last night, um, which was really frustrating. Um, that Boston played a tough game last night. And uh, and they came out and they were the more assertive team and they were the more energetic team and the whole thing. Um, okay. Uh, let's keep going with our Super Chats. Lunas and Marat. Zero clue what you do with the rotation. Also, Mitch played man. Yeah, Chad, listen. It's four years now. We see these. We see these moments from Mitch. Sometimes they last a quarter. Sometimes they last a half. Sometimes they last a game. In the beginning of the season, it lasted like four or five games. Um, it, I'll take it. It's a great sign. Uh, it's funny the comment before about 
increasing trade value. Um, Mitch didn't have great numbers. He only, you know, took two shots, but had eight rebounds, four on the offensive glass. <clears throat> had a couple steals. Um, I, he's a guy that, like, that's the trade value guy for me because I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm, it's it's year four. I'm, I'm tired of like, oh yes, Mitch is playing mad tonight. Mitch is engaged tonight. Here we go. You know, that's I guess that's fine for a backup, um, which is about what he profiles to be at this point. His backup center. Uh, so yeah, uh, Tyler Michaels. I'll probably get yelled at. I will trust me. I'm not yelling at anybody tonight. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Um, but I thought this was one of the most impressive efforts of the season with protocols. Maybe proud to be a Knicks fan. Um, yeah, I mean, they, look, they, they I'll say this. They were down 15 at halftime. I, wa- I watching that game. If you would have told me, oh, this is going to be a 30-point loss, I would have said, yes, fine, great. That's what I would – if you would have uh, said to me at halftime, is this going to be a, a game the Knicks take the lead in the fourth quarter or is this going to be a game they lose by 30? I would have said, without question, a game they lose by 30. Um, so from that perspective, yes, it did make you proud, but I I guess, I guess my hesitancy there is like, how much of this game was just two guys basically showing their old teammates, showing their old front office, showing the fans, showing their fucking coach, maybe. That like, hey, I can do shit. Now, the comeback to that, obviously, mostly for Fournier, but even a little bit Kemba Walker, is, well, look at what the fuck happens when you're assertive. Because Fournier, especially, for much of this season, we've all been yelling and screaming at the TV about how not assertive he was. There was a moment in the first half where he had an open three-pointer and he put the ball on the floor and he ended up, like, passing it off or taking a tough shot. So, um, Tom Piccolo uh, – uh, sent out a, a tweet about it in the first half. Um, you know, that's been all year for Fournier. So, like, where the fuck is this all the time? So, it's like, uh, but I'm, I'm a little less sympathetic to him. Um, you know, Walker, though, Walker's a little bit of a different story. I don't know who who the FU was directed at, but it was directed at someone. Um, so, I'm, I'm, it, you know, you should be proud of those guys, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure that there was anything else tonight that was very that was terribly impressive. But, you know, Noel and 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 Burks and Randall like up the defensive intensity a little bit there in the third too. So that's nice. Um, and they didn't give in. So that's nice too. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, JJ Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Anthony Six, though, uh, and, and by the way, I, I don't want to come off as harsh, but you just, you know me, how many times last year I came on here drinking the Kool-Aid, just absolutely drinking the Kool-Aid with this team after losses, um, where I would feel like we're really seeing signs, like a lot to be hopeful, a lot to be excited about, a lot to be like, yes, like I'm, I'm, I'm down with this. This is heading in the right direction. So I don't want anybody thinking that I'm not capable of celebrating moral losses. This one, I'm not sure I put in that quite in that category. Uh, Anthony Sixto, there was a sequence uh, of a Birch travel. Yes, I remember that one. A dumb Kemba foul out. Yeah, well, the Kemba foul out was because Fournier was hobbling up the court and Kemba just fouled to try to stop the clock. He, I, should he have known there? He had five fouls and they need him on the court? Maybe. Uh, Fournier uh, stepping out. Uh, yeah, that was bad, too. All with the game in reach. We seriously lack that leader who gets guys collectively re- collectively refocused on the floor. I think that was the intention to get Walker here, to get Kemba here. Hasn't really happened. I, I, I don't think Julius is capable of being that leader. Um, I don't know if I thought he was capable of being that leader last year. I think you're better served. I think some of these kids are better off being that leader. I think RJ liked to think he's that leader. He's not. Um, Rose, obviously, you know, but again, Rose isn't a rah-rah guy. But yeah, no, they don't they don't have that guy. But it's you know, it's tough to find that guy. Um, Emil Bumansor. What's going on, Emil? How are you? Uh the short rotation came back to haunt us in the fourth. Yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent the short rotation came back to haunt them in the fourth. And that is why, look. Given where the game was at in in the end of the third, like I'm not I'm I'm not upset about the fourth quarter at all. I'm upset about a couple of the possessions that just happened. But again, you you make you make what appears to be boneheaded plays and stuff when you're tired. Um, and I'm not I'm not gonna. But you know, I, at the same time, how many minutes do these guys play tonight? So 48, 43 minutes. Burks forty one. Walker 37, Randall 41. You know, it's a lot of minutes, but they didn't play last night or anything. They were going up against the Celtics, who Tatum played 36, Brown played 32, Smart played 34. And that, 
and the the rotation or the short whatever short rotation that's not that's not an excuse for how they came out in the first quarter that's for sure but yeah it absolutely hurt them in the fourth which is why I'm not I'm not killing them really for the fourth but um Fournier and Kemba both need to have stretches with the ball in their hands maybe more than stretches their skill set has obviously been misused in this offense. I, again, again I, I, it's what is this offense? This offense is, as I've used the analogy before, it's Julius Randle is the sun and everybody orbits around Julius Randle. And you do that and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. That's what the offense was last year. They tried to adjust that offense this year to bring a little bit from column A and, and create a column B. And it just it was clunky, and it's it's why you know when you go through you know and, and quite frankly this is not a this is not a Knicks exclusive issue you know the team that they just beat who just got back to five hundred tonight and has supposedly two of the ten you know best young players in the league they have this issue there's a lot of teams that have this issue because it's really hard to find a first guy a top guy who is both good at calling his own number and is good at playing with others. Um, It's what makes the guys who do it well so special. And it's it's like two categories of guys that that can do it successfully. It's the guys who, even when all the attention is focused on them, guys like Kevin Durant, they're still obscenely efficient. There's the Durant category. And by the way, he's also a pretty good passer too. And then there's a LeBron category who makes, you know, put decent players around him and he's going to make them a whole lot better. And then everybody else, all the other stars in the league kind of fall into this next category. Now I'm not, you know, I I think Julius Randle is having a season that's even a a notch down from those guys because he hasn't been nearly as efficient as your, you know, Jason Tatum's and, and Jalen Brown's of the world. I mean, shit, he hasn't even been efficient as, uh, you know, your uh your your uh OG Ananobis of the world or whatever. Um so I'm not gonna say like it's easy, but it's like it's back to the drawing board with this stuff. Because you're right, it's not it's not working. But I don't know I don't know what you do. Uh with as with the team as currently constituted. Uh Hannibal Miles, glad to see Kim on the floor. Um, Burks didn't have a good game overall, but I think his poor play was when he played point guard as opposed to playing off ball. Yeah, that's the one thing. I don't know where they where they come out of it when they get healthy, but the um, but the uh, the Burks starting point guard thing, I I, I think that may need to end. <laughs> I think that might be time to end it. But again, then where do you go? You go Rose. Okay, okay we'll try Rose. That's fine. Go back to Kemba. I don't know. I don't know. But there's been more than one person who's reached out to me via DM or on here or wherever with this year, you know, saying the Knicks have a Julius Randle problem. And I fought it. I fought it. I fought it. I fought it. And it's getting harder to it's getting harder to fight it. Um, forgotten NYC. Great question. Is Kemba back in the rotation? I mean, Jesus Christ. I have no idea. I don't say Jesus Christ at the question. I, I, it's a good question. I just, I don't know. Um, this uh, from Fred Katz sounds like Fournier is dealing with something in his shoulder. 
where he's been wearing tape the last few games. 30 games into it, most of the guys are nicked up with different things, Thibodeau said. He plays through things. He's a tough guy. Yeah. Um, is Kemba back in the rotation? I don't know. Do you guys like seeing Deuce McBride? <laughs> I do. Um, I don't know. My gut, my gut feeling says no. You're going to ask me, is that right or wrong? I have no idea. I really don't know. There has been absolutely nothing about this team other than just the bench guys, unless you want to start all five bench guys, or at least the OB Rose quickly, you know, Burks group that was great for a while. And now I don't even know what happens is with Burks, whatever. Um, that's been the only thing that anyone could point to this year and be like, see, that works. That works. Something about that works. That works. Nothing else can you point to and be like, that's sustainable if we just do X, Y, Z. Because every time you point to something or like a combo that works or whatever, there's always another thing standing in the way of that thing being able to be the regular thing. And I think a lot of it is lineup construction. Not lineup construction. is, is roster construction and where they have the money and who are the, who are the guys that can't be moved and who are the guys that can be moved. Um, overratedness. When the, uh, when the kids get back, play them. Tibbs is, is enough of a structure for them to learn. Um, we have to think long-term. It is not tanking if it's going to be similar results with the overpaid vets. Yeah, I wrote about this this week. I wrote about this this week and some of the difficult questions this team is going to have to answer. Not today. Not tomorrow. Maybe not even next week or the week after. But they're going to look up and now they're two games into this um, – 18 game stretch that is quote unquote easier games. They're not all easy games. Obviously tonight was not an easy game, especially with the health and safety stuff, but they don't, well, I don't, the records may have changed now, but when they began this 18 game stretch, they're now two games into not a single top six team in either conference. Um, Where, where are they going to be at at the end of those 18 games? Cause if they're going to be six and 10, then yeah, you fucking absolutely better believe you play the kids. If they're 10 and six, and they get back to 500, maybe a different story. If they're nine and nine or 10 and, you know, 10 and eight, that's where it gets tricky. You know, and I don't, again, I don't envy any of the decision makers uh, from now until the end of the year, uh, or at least until the trade deadline. Uh, <clears throat> um, all right, hang on one sec. Oh, sorry. YouTube's YouTube's having a moment. Uh, okay. Next up. Emil Bumanso back for more. And Josh Richardson had the game of his life. Yes. Josh Richardson and Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard uh, had a nice rookie season at moments. Uh, has not played well this year. Not shot well this year. I don't, my understanding is he has not played well either. He's another one. Um, hold on. Richardson, who Dallas fucking didn't put on the court in the playoffs last year because couldn't make a goddamn shot, tonight went five of seven from deep. Peyton Pritchard goes four of seven from deep. Now, were all of those shots open? Absolutely not. A lot of the, several of those were well contested. But again, once is an accident, you know, twice is a coincidence, uh, three times is a trend. Well, when you're fucking 30 games into the year and every night these – you know, questionable shooters 
have good games against you, it's because they're a little bit too comfortable. And, <clears throat> and it's not a coincidence um, anymore. Uh, not, not doesn't happen every game, but it, it happens a little bit too much for your liking, uh, especially compared to last year. Uh, Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? It's going to be hard to take advantage of these winnable 16 games if we can't get our depth back. Well, yes, and I'm again, I have no idea when any of these players are coming back. Zero idea. But, I mean, needless to say, if they're out for any extended period of time, then different conversation. Uh, the plan is still right there. But we really need to go, uh, go on a run. Do we seem close to you? Oh, my goodness. Do they seem close to what? Close to what? I mean, it's so difficult to talk about the team because every good thing, every good thing you point to is pretty much happens without the guy who's supposed to be their best player, without him on the floor. Like they have played stretches of fantastic defense um, this year when it's the bench guys. They've played stretches of fantastic offense, mostly with the bench guys. Um, Do they seem close to me? No, they don't seem close to me. It doesn't mean they can't turn it around, but I just, I I don't know. I know they don't seem close to, to to making the play in. I mean, like, are they a better team? Let's go through the teams again really quickly. Are they a better team than Boston? No, I don't think so. Are they a better team than Philly? No. Are they a better team than Atlanta? No. Well, those are your teams in the 8, 9, 10 spots right now. Are they better than Charlotte? Charlotte's the worst defense in the history of fucking the National Basketball Association. Not quite, but close. But they have an identity. They score, and they know how to score, and they know how to play, and they play fast, and they jack up threes, and they whiz the ball around, and they move the ball up the floor, and they fly around. That's an identity. They go into every game, and they know what they're going to do. What's the next identity right now? They don't have one. Their bench is their identity. And the, the bench is fucking gone right now. And then you look at Washington. If I'm the Knicks and I'm like, all right, I'm really hoping for that 10th seed, um, I'm looking at, at Washington probably falling back down to earth. They have fallen back down to earth, but can they lose enough games? Right now the Knicks are two games back of Washington. Can the Knicks make up two games on the Wizards? Yeah, absolutely they can. So what, can that get them the nine seed, the 10th seed? Sure, maybe. But, what you know, I, I – I, I need to get back to the sense that foundationally, foundation last year you knew what they were foundationally. They and they executed it every night. They didn't always win. They looked outmatched sometimes, but you knew what they were. I'd love to get back to a team that we know what they are and they can do the thing that they do well enough to be competitive on most nights. That's all I want to get back to. Slacker hero. Hard to overreact to this game and Kemba's good game in general because he hasn't played in so long. Are we sure he can't play the starter minutes and be consistent? Again, it, it I, I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself a lot. To me, it all comes back to what does the offense look like? Because the offense that we saw in the third quarter was everything. Kemba Walker was like, all right, I'm getting after it. I'm doing my thing. Get the fuck out of my way. Except for a possession here or there where it ran through Randall, but really it ran him. And then Fournier when Kemba needed a possession off, but it was really through Kemba. And a lot of through Fournier, too. Because those guys are guys who have been used to having the ball in their hands their entire career. And now they've come in here and weren't able to adjust. And then you look at Julius Randle. Um, can Julius Randle adjust to being a number two or a number three? Well, sure, shit look, looks like he can't. 
So again, if you're asking me, can he play starter minutes and be consistent? Yeah, maybe, but where does that leave Randall? Doesn't matter where that leaves Randall. Um, <clears throat> apparently, Kemba Walker just said, "I know I should be playing." Well, uh, looks like it. CT Pittman, seriously, what's the purpose of having Selden taking up a roster spot for what? Um, that's fair. That's fair. Shout out to you, CT, as always. Um, you know, I don't know that there's anybody walking around out there on the street that I'm dying for them to get. Uh, maybe he's a good practice player. I don't know. Maybe doing favor to an agent. I'm not sure. But it's a fair comment. Didn't help him tonight. Uh, Hush Zoo. I think if Fournier gets moved, Kemba gets back his point guard spot. Well, first of all, I don't think Fournier is getting moved. Um, I don't know about that. I, again, it kind of goes back to Kemba's a guy that you play a lot of minutes if you're going to run the offense through him, at least in part or a decent amount of the time because he's not going to – because if you're not running, I think that's, I think ultimately, if you're looking at what Tibbs decided 20 games into the season, it was that Kemba was unable to adjust to being the third or fourth guy on the totem pole. And he doesn't give us enough on defense to make up for his inability to make that adjustment. And if we're going to win games, we're going to play the, we're going to play through Randall. And so I can't keep coming, sending Kemba out there. His choice was to either keep Kemba in, to do what he did, keep Kemba in the starting lineup, and then start to run the offense through Kemba and tell Julius, Julius, you're going to take a backseat to this guy who just got here. Guess he didn't want to do that. Or continue to wait for those guys to figure out how to play off of each other better. And, again, Tibbs said it in the presser, it's like, 20 games turns into 30 games, 30 games turns into 40 games, 40 games, you know. I don't know. Again, I have a lot, a lot of shrugs for me tonight because I don't have fucking answers. Not with this rotation roster built the way it is. Uh, Robert Harris, time to start looking at draft boards. Amen. Uh, slacker heroes, start deuce. Shit. I'm not going to get an argument from me there. Robert Cross, my man, Robert Cross. <clears throat> Took me a while to get here, John. Oh, here we go. I'd trade Randall. Too inconsistent and is standing in Obi's way. Hashtag 53 wins. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to start getting more and more of those. What would this guy do? What would this what would this guy do? I don't know. Let's see. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. LDS, entire... Hold on, I lost you, LDS. Give me a sec to get you back. Entire season is different if Randall shoots his percentages from last year. I really think it's that simple, and the rest is just noise. Um, yes. Yes. Um, yes, to a certain extent. I still don't know, because if Randall was shooting the percentages that he was shooting last season, I still wonder how Kemba would look playing off of him and playing, you know, a secondary or tertiary role. Um, but if Randall was shooting the way he was shooting last season, do I think the Knicks would be fine and we wouldn't be having any of these conversations? Yeah, I do. Or whatever conversations we would be having would be much less dire. So, yeah, I, again, I don't disagree, but like, that's what happens when the best player on the team who made the all NBA second team last year goes from that an eighth and MVP to being by some metrics, one of the least helpful players in the entire league. And that is not hyperbole. Um, CT Pittman um, back for more. Always, always appreciated CT. Um, <clears throat> regarding Julius, maybe his job was to come in and change the culture, which he did. Now it's time for someone else to take the mantle and go to the next level. But the question is, who is that guy? By the way, a couple more comments from Kemba after the game. Kemba admits it's been a rough couple of years with injuries he's dealt with, but that everyone goes through tough times. I've had great career thus far. This is courtesy of Tim Bottoms, by the way. I've had a great career thus far, and a lot of things have gone my way. It's a tough time right now, but I feel like I'm built for any situation. And then this is courtesy of Fred Katz. Um, yeah, this is the, the quote that I said before. Um, oh, no, I want to play. Oh, no, Kemba, when asked if he wants to stay in New York, his answer was, um, I want to play. Yeah, I mean, this is going to turn into an issue. This is going to turn into an issue. And I don't know, the, the issue may be resolved soon. It's after December 15th. They could trade Kemba Walker, you know, tonight if they want to. Although I, with the way health and safety has been going, I'm not sure I'd, I'd advise that. Um, it's not a good, it's not a good situation. Cause here's the thing. Could you imagine now if Kemba goes back to the bench and it, like, and like Randall keeps act like playing, like he's playing, like, what do you do that? Um, back to CT's comment. The question is, who is that guy? I, you know, if you're asking who, is there a guy on this roster that can take Julius Randall's place as the best player? player on the team and the guy that everything revolves around? No. The answer is no. And like, I'm the biggest Obi Toppin fan in the world. Love Obi Toppin. I love Emmanuel Quickly. I love, uh, I love all these kids. McBride, Grimes, the whole thing. <clears throat> None of them are that sort of, that sort of player. You know, Derek Rose is, is that sort of player for like 15, 20 minutes a night. He's, he can't do it anymore. So if you trade Randall, you're, there's a there's a giant black hole. Now there are a select few teams every year who overcome not having a true go to guy, and they at the very least are feisty. 
almost never, almost never do those teams, like, are those teams able to do any, to even make the playoffs when it used to be one through eight. Now one of those teams could probably make the play in um, where it's like, you know, the closest example that I could, that I could think of of a team over the years that like has made the playoffs and actually done something without a true guy, even sometimes a younger version of a guy who like, you know, in a few years, he's going to become that guy. Um, like I'm, I'm thinking like the first Jason kid Milwaukee team, right. Had Giannis on it. And uh, Chris Middleton. Now Giannis still wasn't very good, or he was better, but I think he was maybe was in his third year. So yeah, maybe I don't think he was an All Star. I think maybe was that was his last non All Star year. I hope I'm not wrong about that. Um, But you could tell it was coming, and he gave them a lot. You know, the the Nets team that was the what were they the six seed that lost to Philly before they got Durant. Like even that year, D'Angelo Russell was an All Star on that team. Did he deserve to be an All Star? Probably not. It's just really, really, really rare and really, really, really hard to um, to build a team that could win more games than it loses without a guy that's like the, the central focus. Now, the Knicks are not winning more games than they're losing right now. They're losing more games than they're winning. So there's the, the opportunity cost maybe is not there. And we also don't know if you were to – if you were to explore the market for Randall, what are you getting back? I don't think you're getting back a, a player that's capable of being, again, that guy. Um, but again, I'll go back to something I said at the very beginning of the live stream, and then we'll, we'll finish up in a sec. Like, oh, here's a good example. The Clipper team. I referenced this in my newsletter recently. The Clipper team, after they traded Blake Griffin, they had a, net, a slightly negative net rating and a um, – and uh, they were uh, a game over 500 after they made that trade. And uh, their best player was Tobias Harris. Um, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, like, what would the team look like if it just ran through all these guards? And uh, that would be interesting. Be fun to watch. Uh, okay, I think this is our last super chat, and then I'm getting out of here. You can tell my voice is hoarse. Uh, hopefully not because I got my booster shot today, although I did. Um, I just hope I'm not not don't have the same effects as I did after I got my second uh, vaccine shot. Uh, Bronx Rivera, is it possible to pivot Jettison Randall and hand the keys to Kemba? The, I the notion that they would do that. I mean, Kemba seems like he's got much closer to one foot out the door than he does ready to take the mantle and again even if behind the scenes they were like huh i wonder what this team would look like if we gave the keys to to kemba and jettison and randall can't do that for a month and a half can't trade randall until february 3rd um <clears throat> so i don't know uh one more from ct because ct is the man i know there's no one else on this roster that could take us to the next level my question to you was who would you like to see that person be? If you could bring in anyone tradable in the league, ah, this is a good place to see. CT always knows my sweet spot. He always knows how to make me really think. Anyone realistic? So the the assumption, um, the assumption I'm guessing is that 
I'm trading Randall out. You know what? I'm not even going to make it that specific. If there's of anyone in the league who I think is potentially gettable, who would I want them to get? Potentially gettable. Never been a huge Bradley Beal guy. I think we know what Bradley Beal is if he's the best player on the team. Um. Oh, I missed two super chats. I'll, I'll get him. Andrew's Andrew's getting him. Um, hold on. Before I answer that, um, Ryan Huang, uh, I'll second a retooling. We can build a better supporting cast than Julius Kemba Fournier for the next star. Julius plus a star doesn't do it for us. Again, anybody who questions Julius's ability to play off of a true star, you're warranted. Good comment. And then Emil Bumansor with one more. Thank you, Emil, for contributing tonight. Last comment for me, I noticed settling for bad shots at the detriment of the offense. Yeah, and, and, and Boston fans oh, – I think I might have lost you guys for a second. Um, so I was just talking about Tatum uh, settling for, for bad shots at the detriment of the offense. Uh, I think Boston some, – some Boston fans have been complaining about this for years. Um, and, he, you know, but again, I think with Tatum it's a little bit more forgivable because he's – whatever he is, he's 23 years old. You know, Julius, I think we're all a little bit more cognizant of like, uh, you know, this is not going to, we saw the best that this could be. That was, could that have been the high point? And it goes down from there. Um, I'm seeing some people in the, um, so the chats uh, say SGA. SGA is the obvious answer. I would kill to get SGA, but I don't think, I don't think SGA is gettable because to me, the, the, the rumor that, and we don't even know if this rumor is true. Um, the notion that SGA was on the table on draft nights, on draft night last year. Um, I, I think the notion was that he would be available for like the first pick or something. Like a guaranteed thing. Like I think if the Knicks went to Oklahoma City and be like, we'll give you three first round picks and, uh, you know, R.J. Barrett. For Shea Gilders Alexander, I, I think I think the uh, Thunder would would tell Leon Rose to fuck off. Um, shout out to Fuddy in the chat. Also, I just saw you there, Fuddy. Um, so I don't I don't think SGA is realistic. Um, who's realistic? Man, I love me some Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin, but Cole Anthony would look pretty good in Nick uniform right about now, and they could have gotten him last year, but. Um, who is realistic for them to get Jalen Brown? Somebody mentioned, um, I like Jalen Brown. I don't know that I see Jalen Brown as a guy who would be any better as a top player on a team, you know, then I, I don't see him as a top player on a team. Uh, David Smith, a man to my heart. Um, DeJounte Murray. Mm. Ooh, DeJounte. DeJounte, DeJounte. Yeah, but again, if like he's well, he's gonna be an unrestricted free agent, I think, in what, three years? Two and a half years? That he, again, he's not a star. But I wonder if you added him to some of the other young talent that we have, could that get you somewhere interesting? I don't know. Someone mentioned cat. I mean I, I you know, I I'd, I'd roll the dice with cat. Some people are divided on cat. I'd roll the dice with cat. A few people are mentioning the Aaron Fox um, and overratedness says cat and you get Devin Booker after. Yeah, maybe that'd be nice. Uh, the Aaron Fox, 
Listen, De'Aaron Fox is another guy. He needs to change the scenery badly in um, in Sacramento. I've always liked De'Aaron Fox. Um, he has not had a good year. He's he's been bad. Uh, he's out right now with, with uh, joining the club, health and safety protocols. Yeah, I, I see, but that's the thing is like, and I apologize, I'm not going to have a great answer to this, but like, anytime I think of a name, I'm like, well, why, why the hell would that team trade that player? I guess Fox is probably my answer by default because you could probably get Fox. And I do like Fox. I do think Fox has some, some untapped potential, but you know, thinking through the rest of the league, man, if they could ever get Murray, what I wouldn't do for Murray. Murray's really good. Um, okay. Uh, this is, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody. I think I got everybody in the super chat. Uh, oh, one more from Don Cappuccini. Extremely conflicted between Kemba and Deuce. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know anything at all, but my, if I had to wager a guess, if I had to place a, a token down right now, I would wager that that situation is going to be resolved for you pretty soon. I would be at this point, I'd be pretty surprised if Kemba was on the team at least past the deadline judging by the, and again, I didn't watch it live, but what everybody's, how everybody seems to be describing the tenor of his post game comments. It does not seem like a situation where, you know, it's just, he's going to go back to the bench and like, everything's going to be fine. So, and I, I don't, I don't say that because I think he's going to create waves. Clearly he's been the best teammate of the fucking century for how he's handled this whole thing. And that is another reason to commend him, you know, and if you want to use that as an additional reason to point the finger of blame at Julius, who, you know, we all, a lot of people talk about his on-court demeanor and how he is, you know, when things are not going well, you know, it's different, different story. All right, that's uh, that's it. CT, you did stump me. You did stump me. I'm going to think about this some more, though. And uh, I will see everybody. Uh, when am I going to see everybody? Tuesday? You'd think I would know the schedule by now by heart, but of course I don't. Yeah, I'll see you on Tuesday. Tuesday um, for Detroit at home, followed by Washington at home, followed by Atlanta at, at, on Christmas Day. God help them. I don't give a fuck who they have available and not available. God help them if they can't win these next two games. Washington included. Washington's been playing like shit. So go win these two, then go into Atlanta with a chance to get back to within a game of 500. And then we'll talk. All right. Adios, everybody. Have a good night. 